You're listening to Resonating with Emmett O'Malley. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Welcome to Resonating with Emmett O'Malley. That's me. It's lovely to be here with you. Happy Tuesday, as always. Got a lovely show lined up for you today. The wonderful Hattie Whitehead, marvelous singer-songwriter based in London, is on the show. Hattie is a good friend of mine for a number of years, and her music, her writing, her I guess just her incredible spirit overall is something to be experienced. So check her out on all the usual places, on Spotify and on YouTube and Apple Music and anywhere you listen to music, Bandcamp, I know she has stuff up there as well. And check out Hattie Whitehead on Instagram as well. So yeah, there's loads of stuff there that you can listen to pause the podcast and go and have a listen to some of her lovely music old soul is a beautiful ep that she put out there a couple of years ago and she's a couple of more recent singles out as well if you want to support this podcast sign up at patreon.com slash emmett o'malley and you will receive songs videos podcasts every month i do a weekly podcast called private pod on there which is just me rambling and uh talking a bit of shit but it is a lot of fun and it would be great to have you on there and that's where i put a lot of demos of new music that i'm working on and things that i guess i'm developing i do a little video there every month as well for my patrons and check out my music in all the usual places as well youtube.com slash emmett o'malley music and Emmett O'Malley Music on Instagram. Give me a follow there as well if you can. I'd greatly appreciate it. I'm on Spotify and anywhere else you listen to music. So Hattie Whitehead, what a, what a fantastic artist. And as we discussed, it's just lovely to track her, uh, kind of track her story through her material over the years. Uh, her songs are very autobiographical, but in a sense that they're open enough to really relate to. I felt quite emotional listening to her stuff this morning because I hadn't for a little while. I made a documentary with Hattie called Journeying Home uh, a couple of years ago, and that was about basically her journey to writing and recording and releasing her debut EP, which was called Home. And uh, it was a big step for me as well. The first time I made a documentary uh, that I shot myself, directed and edited. And I think it came out really well and I'm really proud of it. And you can check that out at uh, YouTube. Just look up Hattie Whitehead journeying home. There's some really nice uh, performances in there and one that's really touching uh, that I absolutely love. It was one of those things that when I filmed it, I was about to almost fall over because I was in such an awkward position. I was just positioned directly under the stage and the camera is kind of heavy. And it was Hattie performing her song, Sonny, which is about her brother and her dad, uh, Tim, who is a fantastic musician as well. Tim uh, did this sax solo at the end of Sonny. 
and uh, it was just beautiful family moment and I'll never forget it and it just it just really struck me at the time I hope that that looks okay I hope it's not really shaky and uh, in the end it turned out you know just the way it was I think it was it was really cool and it fit in perfectly so yeah I've shared some really magical moments with Hattie and uh, I think she's incredible a big shout out to Damien who is Hattie's partner as well who's a great friend of mine for many years he's a great uh, engineer and uh, producer and uh, one of the loveliest guys you could meet so a big hi to Damien and I hope to see them both in person soon that would be really lovely we had a really personal chat today about things all the way from I guess musical beginnings uh, absorbing music as a sponge as a child no like <laughs> like a sponge as a child absorbing things like a child as a sponge that's that's uh, I don't even know how that would work but it doesn't sound good and then talking about the beginnings of putting her music out there, the music musicians she worked with, and just the overall path of being a professional musician and artist, and the power of learning to be oneself on that journey. So I found it just really inspiring, as always, talking to Hattie. And check out, as I said, her music wherever you can find it. So now I will pass the podcast over to the interview that we had earlier. If that doesn't sound really awkward, I'll pass the podcast. Here is the lovely chat I had with the super talented Hattie Whitehead. I mean, as for most people, it's been sort of mixed up and down, uh, quite frustrating at times, um, but also sort of moments of, you know, nice moments as well. So lots of um, enjoying of going on walks. <laughs> mm, yeah. <laughs> Lucky yeah. I like walks. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. yeah, but yeah. sort of lots of that and we've taken quite a few trips to the countryside in Kent and stuff like that just to try and be outdoors as much as possible and uh, yeah yeah not looking at the four walls <laughs> yeah exactly I found that it's one of the big big benefits of this like this year has been like crazy in so many ways but one of the benefits has been that kind of just slowing down and stepping back and yeah. just like having just regular routine of going for longish walks yeah you know? yeah i know things yeah. like that and yeah i mean i feel like it's sort of i don't know if it's the same for you but i feel sort of quite lucky that i'm able to enjoy the slowdown a bit because i know there's lots of people that haven't been able to do that or people that have been working throughout or that have like young children and crazy lives that are then contained in like a flat or whatever um yeah. But it's been nice as well to kind of be a bit more real talking with people about how we all actually are. And uh, the fact that we've all gone through something together has made it a slightly more uh, socially acceptable thing to when someone asks you how you are to not just reply like, yeah, fine, 
<laughs> yeah, I know. I know. I was just thinking about that recently. The the fine thing, you know, fine, fine, hey, fine. Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> I don't know what it is about that word, but well, I I I actually I remember noticing it when I was a kid, and mm. uh, I don't know who it was. It might have been my brother or something. Just saying, like like fine. And I was like, there's something up about that. Yeah. I, I I didn't I didn't buy that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, and or was I it? I think it's, it's. Yeah, sorry. No, no, you can't. Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say. I, <laughs> this, <laughs> this Zoom thing is hard, isn't it? Yeah. I, I, I promise I'll leave pauses. You please go ahead. I'll stop. No, I was. It was just a throw off comment. It was just going to be, I suppose, in Ireland, it's also. It's grand. Grand could mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. A lot exactly. of different things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I, I, I feel that, like. I feel that. The, the grand almost has a little bit more of a it's a little bit more genuine than fine I don't know why mm. uh, like as in because grand can mean so many things yeah you know? uh, um, but yeah but it's a good point definitely I uh, guess because it's because it can mean so many things then it's always yeah. quite genuine <laughs> actually you just it's a great way of avoiding things yeah. grand because yeah it's, it's perfect because yeah, yeah, I'm grand. Yeah. It's like, oh, I, I don't know. I don't know what you mean. And the reply uh, just like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Exactly. But um, yeah, no, there's a kind of, uh, there's a need to, I think there's a need to actually get to the core of things now because things have changed so much. So actually it it just makes no point. It, it's like there's no point in avoiding how we feel when we talk to each other now it's because everybody is aware that things have been weird yeah and we've all got this collective things are difficult thing going on mm. um so yeah. everyone's sort of expecting it when they ask like you know how, how have you been and it's like no one's had a particularly easy ride through the last year there's always been mm. something that's been a bit difficult so sort of yes. there's like a bit of a door opened already to talk about things that are like not just sort of base level mm. Mm. Yeah. yeah yeah definitely and have you found it that it have you found it to be a creative time have you found some songs uh, emerging from this time I have yeah I mean not not initially at first I was um I was putting out like some little cover videos um on mm. instagram and facebook yeah they're great oh thanks yeah it just started because i was just i was just learning some more songs and obviously didn't really know what to do with myself at first um having had a few bits of work cancelled or postponed or yeah like postponed indefinitely <laughs> mm. um mm. and so i was just learning quite a lot of different songs playing a lot of guitar and so i just started putting out these little covers from various points in my house and um and with the writing side of things um I think it always takes me quite a long time to process whatever the thing is that's happened um and in a time where everything's really uncertain and you don't know what's going on and you don't feel particularly safe um it's not for me it's not the best environment to write in <laughs> mm. I tend to kind of like wait till things have settled down a bit and then I'm able to like process a bit more what I may have been feeling at that time um, yes. in the past. So I, de I definitely, I kind of got more into writing 
later on last year. Um, and then, yeah, I, I wrote quite a few new things um, and predominantly not about lockdown. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that, that's really cool. I, I, I totally relate on the idea of kind of ne- ne- nearly needing to come to the other side of something before uh, I can write about it. Mm. I, I relate in ways ar- as well with that around uh, writing lyrics because sometimes I get a pretty okay sketch of what I want to say mm. lyrically, but I just don't have the words, but I have a kind of an idea or the, the, the theme or there's something I want to say, basically. Mm. But the words, like, it's like a really... I just have to write down kind of what I'm thinking and then over time they turn into kind of more, I guess when I spend time with it, like live with it for a while, it turns into something a little bit more meaningful or like the, the, the depth or the kind of connections are made in my mind over, you know, a few weeks or a few months or something. And I suppose at Uh, first you have, you have like your, your going through a thing that maybe you want to write something about, but the feelings and thoughts that are going on at that time, there's just so many of them, I, in my case anyway, mm. that it's hard to like scale it all down into one concise song that really puts mm. the point across. And like you say, mm. you need time for the words to be meaningful, but also to to be like concise enough for like a verse yeah. and a chorus or whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It is a kind of a process of subtraction isn't it yeah of like like getting rid of stuff until the the essence comes through in a few lines yeah one thing i have started doing actually um in meditate um, in meditation in lockdown is i've started med- to meditate and at the end of the time i'll just get a book that's literally just kind of i guess it's kind of journaling um but the idea is just that i write just absolutely what whatever's in my head at that moment and Beautiful. and for however long I feel like I want to do it for or for as little as I feel I want to do it for but I have found that that's quite helpful and you know you just like get everything out on a page first and then you have a better idea of what your thoughts are around something because all the you've blurted it all out <laughs> and then you can kind of look over it and see like oh yeah this sort of makes sense and like Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's beautiful. I I, lo- I love that. Uh, I do some meditation as well. Yeah. And uh, but it, and I often thought like I want to have a kind of routine of writing stuff down straight after, but I don't really do it that much. Sometimes it happens. Yeah. But like uh, that sounds incredible. But the thing that what I thought of there was that kind of just writing out whatever comes uh, gets rid of that like uh, kind of. Uh, critical voice inside like oh that's what kind of what kind of idea is that or what kind of lyrics are those you know yeah that's basically there all the time with my creativity there is like the this opposing force of like like what are you doing like you need to give up of course like today same yeah (laughs) i'm sure that's a that's a sort of unwelcome friend that most people have in their heads (laughs) is yeah they're sort of critical and and like a bit perfectionist as well like you know that's not a good enough thing to write into this yeah. and when you take that away it's like really freeing but I've even found myself with that little voice in there even in these writing sessions <laughs> where the rule is mm. you write whatever comes to your head 
But then I still yeah. find myself sometimes correcting something and then I have to be like, oh no, that's not the rule here. The rule here is I'm allowed mm. to write whatever, whatever gets written is fine, you know? Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'd love to... I'd love to see that character like uh, of mine like in person. I'd love to meet him like you know in the flesh and just actually ask him like, what would your favorite song? What what sorry? What would your best like song be? <laughs> or what, w- tell me something about your creativity. And it would be the most bland bullshit thing you'd ever come across. <laughs> yeah. Like it'd be a mix of loads of cliched things he's seen. Ever, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's all built on these. Like, it has to be like this, and yeah. you should do that, and it can't be like this, you know? And it's so, it does it to, to such an extent that it's impossible to ever arrive at some at any conclusion at all, because it's yeah. never good <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, it'll never get done. Yeah, I imagine the, that voice is like um, a really sassy, like, woman in leather, like, <laughs> smoking a fag, <laughs> like, on a, you know, just being like... I don't know what her name is, like Sharon or something. <laughs> <laughs> Sharon, okay, that's good. Just sitting yeah. at, at at your gig in the back, just like, oh, yeah, she didn't play that one, did she? Yeah, oh. lots of tuts. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh God, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think of what, what I had an image in my mind of kind of a, a like. A man in his kind of fifties uh, or sixties, you know, with a kind of a big like overcoat and a little hat, and he's kind of like, he he works, he like he he's been working in this uh, factory down the road ever since he was sixteen, mm-hmm. and he just comes in and he just tells me all about my how bad my stuff is and that I should get a real job. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. lots of bitterness. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and of course, he knows best because he has the most experience with this stuff. Right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> He's really experienced in pursuing his dreams, hopes and dreams. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, uh, you you grew up like around music, though, which is kind of incredible, uh, which is lo- lovely. There's so there was so much music in your house growing up. Tell me a bit about that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, my dad's a musician. He plays saxophone, as you know. Um, and so I grew up listening to... He plays jazz predominantly. Um, so I grew up listening to a lot of uh, jazz when he had his own way with the sound system. And when my mum had her way, uh, it was more in the kind of, like, 60s, 70s folk-type world. So lots of Joni Mitchell. Uh, she used to sing John Martin, May Never, to us as we went to bed. Um, and uh, so, yeah, it was quite a nice mixture of, of like, f- sort of folk and jazz and um, and the odd playing of Mickey Mouse, if I got my own way on the record player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and lots of Disney songs. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, and we 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 went to a lot of gigs. So there's a jazz club in Fulham called the Six O Six. I'm not sure if you've been mm-hmm. there, have you? Yeah, I've been yeah. a few times. Yeah, and uh, yeah. and I used to go there as a kid, loads like when my dad had a gig, and I'd like fall asleep on the across the chairs on the back row. Um, <laughs> so lots of sort of early music memories of being in quite a nice sort of uh, 
community feeling music world because a lot of the musicians that my dad played with were also like family friends as well um so it's quite a, a nice association with music from quite early on. Um, and obviously mm. the other associations of like the neighbours complaining because my dad suddenly has a song in his head at midnight and wants to play it on the piano. Yeah, 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 <laughs> um, yeah. And wants to practice saxophone as well. And <laughs> that instrument really carries. Um, <laughs> definitely, definitely. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, it was really nice. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so it was, and it wasn't ever something where I thought like, as a child, I didn't think, oh, I, this is so great that there's music here all the time. It was just, that was just like, that was just life. Um, mm. But we did have like our family favourites as well. Like James Taylor was mm. the the car music for long journeys down to Cornwall for holidays. Um, mm. And like playing the same James Taylor album so many times that all of us knew what song was next on the album and what key it was starting in. <laughs> that wow. kind of thing. <laughs> wow. Um, That's amazing. So uh, there was a bit of a, I imagine you were a bit of a, a sponge, you know, as a, yeah. as a kid for all this incredible music. Yeah, totally. And there's things that I'll sometimes hear now that I remember being around a lot as a kid. And it's just so funny that, you, you might not hear it for 20 years or 25 years, but then you hear it again, you're like, you know it immediately because oh, it's just God, ingrained yeah. in and you. And the kind of emotional response from it, uh, I, I find that stuff is incredible. Yeah. There was, there was one tape that uh, I used to play all the time when I was a kid and it was like my mom's tape, but it was uh, the, a tape of the Dubliners and it, there was a... There was one song on it and it's an old Irish folk song and it's called Leaving Nancy. And it's just about, I thought it was about, I thought about in my child mind, I thought it was about like a father bringing his daughter to the station saying goodbye. But it was obviously about like, uh, you know, uh, you know, two lovers saying goodbye, actually. You know? oh. But it's like, oh, well, that's his, that's her daddy. <laughs> and, you know what I mean? But anyway. Bye, Nancy. Have every fun. Time, <laughs> Have fun at uni. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> every time I listened to this when I was a kid, I would cry every time. And it was when this mandolin came in, like kind of in the chorus, this like, you know, kind of like tremolo, like a mandolin. And it was such a beautiful harmony. And I just start blubbering, you know, uh, at that bit oh. every time. And I listened to it, um, I listened to it like last year for the first time in years. And I started feeling the... Uh, oh. thing exact thing immediately immediately wow. it's crazy and amazing crazy. that you had such an emotional response to the music as a kid that's oh that's amazing yeah I, yeah oh uh, yeah it's i don't know it, it was it was just really sad because i think the idea that i made it about as well was kind of a bit drastic as well you know <laughs> like oh. kind of abandonment or separation oh. or something you know yeah. but it's like yeah it's it, the power of it's unbelievable. Uh, yeah. I was thinking as well when you're talking about falling asleep at the back of the the jazz club, you know, as a kid. Yeah. That you were around a lot of uh, musicians and you were around seeing your dad probably playing with really good musicians. Mm -hmm. Because I always noticed like about you that you always play with fantastic musicians. You know, it's, <laughs> it's like that's not a that's not a choice or it's not a 
there's no confusion around that like the, mm. you do know how to pick the right people for your sound oh that's very nice thank you <laughs> oh, i mean i thank you're them welcome. really <laughs> um well it, yeah, yeah it's a lovely thing though i think it helps that um that like i also did um music at college and uni so a lot of the people that i've met along the way have been sort of somehow through through kind of studying it as well like um tom that plays guitar a lot in my band um he we went to college together sixth form college and then when i went off to uni he went off to music college um and then he met a load of musicians at music college who i then met through him so the kind of friendship circles that I was in was predominantly of musicians quite mm. early on. Um, or one, one group of friends was anyway. Um, mm. so, so yeah, that was, that was another, probably another factor in that, but yeah, it's, I, I think what I look for in musicians that I play with is that they are really understanding the music and understanding the sentiment behind the songs. Um, and they are predominantly putting the music first over anything mm. else. It's not about, it's not about my ego. It's not about their ego. It's about making something that communicates an emotion really well. Mm. Um, yes. And you, you move your playing to fit with, the kind of story of the song and sometimes yes. that's just playing one note repeated and sometimes mm. it's like absolutely going for it but yeah. it's whatever the music needs it's not what it's not like the audience needing to see you being a virtuoso <laughs> yes yeah um, yeah it's like serving the song serving the the music yeah yeah exactly definitely yeah. yeah, and that that really comes across as well. I, this morning, uh, while I was having breakfast, I took myself on a little bit of a journey listening to, like, kind of your catalogue, basically. Oh, yeah. and I, <laughs> I started with the the first EP, Home, hmm. and it just went through to up to, right up to till now. Hmm. And my God, yeah, that really comes through. Uh, the the uh, the like I'm when i listen to it i i really get the the ideas really strongly and they're kind of uh obviously the music like the melodies and the chords and everything are all beautiful but i mean the the ideas of the songs there's a real storytelling thing going on there mm. and a very much uh like it's very biographical you know yeah uh, and and that's cool as well to listen to a whole bunch of your stuff because because I know you as well it's like I can kind of hear the story of that number of years going on there yeah, in your life which, yeah. which is kind of oh god it's really moving yeah it's quite funny listening back to pre to like older songs now and thinking like mm. wow I was really young then <laughs> yeah yeah and that documentary we did as well yeah. like if if we look at that like and it's it feels like it's you know 15 or 20 years ago but it's not you yeah. know what I mean it's it's it's, l it's literally I don't know maybe eight years ago or something yeah, like that yeah something like that uh, yeah but 
so much has changed. Um, it, like the one song, the song that stuck out there when I listened to the first uh, EP was uh, "Confused and Untied." That song, because that's really somebody in their like early twenties trying to figure their stuff out, isn't it? Yeah, totally. Yeah, I mean that was basically just like, oh, everyone's got their lives figured out, and I don't. Oh, my life is so awful. Uh, brilliant. Yeah. Oh, God. oh wow. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's like like every influencer in the in the, in the world now, every Instagrammer. Or <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. The TikTokers. So my, this is, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It was called confused and untied before that. No, but I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna I'm not gonna uh, degrade your music by saying <laughs> that about it. I'm sorry. No, but. It, but it, it, the reason I said it is because it is a powerful song and it, just, it captured that moment mm. for you like, re- re- really well. Yeah. Um, and I'm just and remembering uh, now there was also a slightly more positive element to it in the end, I think. It was like, things will get better. <laughs> yeah, of course. In the long course, run. Exactly. Yeah. 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 It wasn't like so, wallowing or anything like yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, some of it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, yeah. And uh the uh uh like i don't know just just me thinking back about that time when i first met you as well and was uh when i first met damien and then uh met you and used to go to your gigs and everything Mm -hmm. like especially since we've been through this lockdown and everything that feels like a different world away that whole thing like just going to these like uh, cool little venues in London, watching yourself and your band, and everything seems so normal. Like this is this is it, and now it just feels like it's like a weird movie. Yeah, you know. Now it's a privilege it. to go and drink a pint outside in a pub. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the best that you'll get right now. Yeah, yeah. but it, it was. I think there's something about in these moments that uh, I'm aware I'm talking way too much. Sorry. No, not at all. But, uh, um in these moments they feel like like this is the way it is right now this is my life right now and it has all the stresses and all the especially like oh in in our 20s or whatever all the stresses and ups and downs and oh i'm doing something new trying something new i wonder how it's going to go etc cetera, etc cetera. and looking back it just seems like wow that's that's such that's such a incredibly powerful thing and a beautiful thing to have been around i mm. guess for me just seeing you do all that like i think mm-hmm. it was you starting to to put yourself out there as an artist basically yeah uh, the tentative steps at the start of it yeah it really and was the start when we met as well it was really early days yeah. i think yeah Hello folks, it's me, the Patreon Fairy. Sorry to interrupt the podcast, but I would just like to say that if you subscribe on patreon.com slash Emmett O'Malley, that is E-M-M-E-T-O-M-A-L-L-E-Y, he will be very happy because he will be able to continue making these podcasts. You will get over two and a half years worth of exclusive material immediately by signing up. Also, you will get one podcast per week that you can't get anywhere else. It's called Private Pod and you will get exclusive music and videos every month. Sign up at 
patreon.com slash Yeah, and uh, I was uh, listening to uh, the last EP you did as well, um, All Soul mm. as well, which was uh, one that I I listened to when it came out a couple of years ago there. Um, and like speaking of this autobiographical kind of thing, like I, I'm really aware of what you had been going through before before mm. that one. And uh, I I hope it's OK to, to mention that. Yeah, uh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like I know that that you lost your your mom, mm. who who I, who I met, who's just an absolutely beautiful person, Aww. and um, but I, I again this 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 kind of narrative that just naturally happens. Listening to your stuff, you're being just so uh, real with with your work. Your work is like almost like a, a journal or something. Mm. Yeah, it's been something that um i've i've kind of found it almost easier to talk about my what's going on in my head um it's been easier to talk about that in songs over the years since starting to write songs at all um Mm -hmm. and i think um as i've got (laughs) as i've as I've grown up a bit, um, I have done a lot of work on on making it easier to talk about things in a conversation, not just in a song. Um, but it was really, yeah, it was it was a really important part of of my grieving process to write songs about losing my mum because mm. you know my songs are are all autobiographical so it would be mad to just brush over that one you know and it's and it makes for I did a project with my sister um I my sister um did a project uh, called When Grief Came to Stay and she got uh, six artists to make a piece um about grief in some way and it was about grief being a character and she gave each of us a different type of character of grief. And mine was like the, uh, I'm rambling now. Mine was the the welcome friend um, who sometimes turns up for an arranged lunch or whatever. And you welcome them in and you're prepared for grief to arrive. And sometimes uh. grief is just turning up um without any prior notice but you still welcome them in and you still sort of embrace it as it comes and that's been amazing in um showing me sort of my own experiences of it and um kind of just putting some words to what I probably subconsciously was aware of already um about um yeah just sort of embracing it really and and one thing that I learned from the project, one thing that my sister pointed out um, from her research was that because there is love, there is grief. Um, and having been through grief makes for a song that is really, really honest and full of love and really real. So it's an amazing it's an amazing recipe, although it's a, it's something that 
we would all prefer not to to be there in the first place. It's something that leads to something really beautiful because you're expressing your love for someone um, when they're not around anymore. And that's like the most meaningful love because it's not for anything other than to just express it. They're not here to, to hear it. Um, but mm. you're still putting out, mm. you're still putting it out. Um, so I don't know yeah. if any of that makes sense. <laughs> it was very rambly. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's not rambly at all. It's just uh, really lovely to hear that. And I like the idea that just the, uh, just the powerful and beautiful impact uh, the ones we love have on our lives. And yeah. for you to be going through that process and somehow uh, explore it and bring it to this this work. It's like, it, it, in a sense, like, you know, it, it, it's, I, 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 don't, I don't know how to say this without sounding kind of awkward, but in, in a sense, she's kind of there with you, you know? Yeah. Or something like that. Yeah. She's there, like, she's there in a song. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah and she's exactly. also there in in sort of the <laughs> the legend that she left behind you know like yeah. in people's memory of her and in what she taught to my dad and to her children she kind of lives on there like my sister really reminds me of my mum <laughs> um in a lot yeah. of ways um yeah. and I see my mum in my brothers as well and I see my mum in my in my dad as well because they were together yeah. for like 40 years so you can't be with yeah. someone for such a long time and not and the two of you not kind of grow together and develop some mm-hmm. similar uh personality traits you know yeah that imprint you know that's just that that that, that stays around uh, yeah and it's yeah yeah that's beautiful yeah thanks so much for sharing that yeah that's yeah. i mean it's pleasure it's a pleasure to talk about as well because and I think it's really important to talk about and I think it's really important that people feel that they can and it's not a taboo to to talk about because that's one of the things that makes it so hard at first Mm. is that you just don't know what to say to people and people don't know what to say to you and you all want to do the right thing for the other person but we just haven't practiced talking about it enough in our mm. in this culture in this kind of like western culture i guess um yeah but yeah i was going to say um that song on the ep i'm seeing you now is is about the sort of positive side of of the grieving process and and even though it's really sad it's like you can see and it's about exactly that being able to see my mum in things are in people around me and in myself um and that I can yeah mainly that I can feel her in myself um Mm, and what she's and like the the ground that she's prepared for me (laughs) before leaving (laughs) yes yes yeah wow um I uh I was uh wondering whether I was going to say this or not but I'm just going to say it um but I I had uh I have a couple of very, very beautiful memories of your mum. 
and uh, 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 one of them is is just seeing her at your gigs and stuff, and the <laughs> lovely hugs she would give, and yeah. you know, just she's just such a great presence, you know, yeah. and always so well welcoming and loving. Um, but I had this other kind of funny story, um, which was like, uh, um, I I had this really bizarre dream uh, years ago where, you know, when you're having a dream and then you realize you're kind of aware you're having a dream. Yeah. You're kind of like maybe you're a bit coming out of the dream. I don't know what it, exactly it is. Is that lucid but dreaming? This, L- is, say again? L- lucid dreaming? I don't know. Is that what yeah, that is? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, by the way, uh, anyone listening to this podcast, I'm not. I'm not deaf. Uh, it's just sometimes on Zoom, it's hard to. Uh, <laughs> there's a little bit of a, uh, audio stuff going on, um, but I may be deaf as well. But you know, that's a different story. <laughs> but anyway, I had this dream. Okay, and uh, it was the most bizarre dream I've ever had, where I was in a like some like office like you know in a like in a in a library off the side of a library or something and there was all these books you know in this room and i became aware that i was like i was heading out the door of this place but i became aware that i was having a dream mm-hmm. and i thought oh i'm going to go in there and i'm going to like go to a random book and open it and start like reading it and then i'm going to go to another random one you know mm. and i had made this conscious choice in my dream to do something and i and i could feel this really strong force uh, like pulling me away from doing the thing once i decided to do it mm-hmm. like like this i'm not supposed to do this mm-hmm. and i opened up a book i managed to open up a book and there was it was like you know in in the beano or something when you see like uh like a uh, a newspaper in the background it has a squiggly writing like it's not actually yeah. writing it's just like zigzags <laughs> yeah. just to say okay right and in the book it was like random words and just squiggles basically and in the next book it was random and it was like basically like you know in the matrix or something you're not allowed to look at this thing or whatever and i i remember like oh my god this isn't supposed to be part of my dream my brain is trying to make this shit up just to <laughs> fill in the gaps you know i yeah. got really like oh my and i woke up and i was like that's so crazy that's so crazy and uh i was uh at the time in the, in the in the habit of posting random bullshit from my my head on facebook <laughs> you know back in the day yeah. <laughs> and uh, I just posted about this on Facebook uh-huh. and I was just like whatever this is just I don't know why you know uh but I did it and anyway I was like why the hell did I post that thing you know <laughs> and uh later on I just saw this notification and it was your mum <laughs> had commented <laughs> on it <laughs> and she was like nobody else like had like even like it's like what is this bullshit your mom had commented on it and it's like something like um uh very interesting insight into you know something like your mom was like actually really like wow that's it that's very you know (laughs) i I love it like i was like yeah she's such a yeah yeah i I have this like lovely memory of like oh you know like she might have just felt sorry for me (laughs) no she would have really cool she would have been very interested by something like that she was mm. she was well interested in a little bit. She was really interested in dreams. So ah, yeah, okay. she would have been okay. yeah. So it wasn't oh, just cool. a it wasn't just a pity comment. Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I can't rem- remember exactly what she said, but it was very insightful and very like ah, oh, you know, thanks yeah. thanks for acknowledging me as a human being. Basically, yeah, you know. And she was she was very good at at doing that. Like she was 
you know, everyone was really important to her. And it was really important mm. to know and get to know everyone. She was like, she just lived and breathed inclusion. <laughs> it was just, yeah. yeah, she wanted to, she kind of looked into everybody's soul when she asked them how they were. <laughs> and then she yeah. always got the real answer from people. She didn't get fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I absolutely can see that that mm. it wouldn't she wouldn't be like I'm fine kind of person yeah, yeah. I can I totally yeah. get that yeah. yeah that's awesome oh, oh thanks for telling Beautiful me about, about that that's that's nice to hear about that I didn't know <laughs> I remember it made me very happy at the time yeah yeah it's cool oh. um uh, are you uh are you looking forward to getting back to playing like live shows yeah I am um it's been quite, yeah, I guess it sort of makes you realise, I feel like we might have already spoken about this maybe last year, but mm. but um, doing less makes you realise the things that you really do want to do and the things that you really maybe don't want to do. Um, mm. So, um, yeah, I'm tentatively looking forward to things kind of going back to normal, but hopefully going to be, you know, prioritising some bits of work over others and uh really yeah. really looking forward to playing to audiences that want to come and listen to music and connect in that way that's something that i've really missed is is that live music relationship with the audience um yes yes so yeah i'm really looking forward to that <laughs> Yeah, I think there's going to be a really strong appetite for it and for actually listening to your stuff, you know, and actually mm. listen, like, it re like I, I think there will be. And I, I'm no noticing it even uh, before the lockdown kicked in and everything, I was doing lots of kind of pub gigs and covers gigs and doing my own stuff as well. But that was like my bread and butter. Yeah. And, uh, and that's cool, but I would get into this mindset that I need to be banging these songs out, you know, like, you know, and, you know, not, no, no major pause between the songs, just kind of, you know, keep the crowd entertained, you know, yeah. keep thinking about what, what song will I do next? What mm -hmm. will suit the mood? Like constantly. And that works in that situation. But then in, uh, in the lockdown, when I did some, I did a few like live stream gigs and stuff like that around the time of my album coming out. And I, I had this kind of feeling in my mind that, oh, I'm going to have to keep them like really entertained all the time. What, what will I do next? Like, as in, I was in a little bit of uh, dancing monkey territory, yeah. <laughs> you know? Like I got, and then realize, and I even would put it. Oh, and if anyone has any requests, just like you know, let me mm. know, and I, you know, what any song you like, and I'll try it. And then the comments were like, "Play another one of your songs," you know, oh. and and that's the consistent thing because yeah. they're not there because they're sitting in a pub or something. They're yeah. there because they came to see me doing my songs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and that's so I'm coming to, and that's how yeah. that's when they get like we were talking about earlier, that's when they get the real performance because it's something that you feel. And so you put it out. It's not just kind of re... It's not, not just sort of repeating a song that exists already, if that makes sense. I don't know. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Um, 
I think it's something to do with like learning to be myself and mm. learning to be that. Yeah. In these situations. Yeah, absolutely. Have you found that like you're since you started uh, like releasing music and performing your own music? How has uh, how has that journey been for you? Have you uh, do, do you find it as a kind of a journey of uh self-discovery or as we said before kind of a journey of subtraction like are you do you feel more yourself than you did like when you started basically yeah definitely i'd say so i think it's really helped to release like kind of autobiographical songs because you have no choice but to like show people you know who you are in a song but but i think actually um I don't know whether it's to do with releasing my own songs or maybe just to do with getting a bit older and and like I mean I'm talking as if I'm like in my 50s now. <laughs> I know I realize I'm not that old. <laughs> um but but it but about like learning how to be like an adult and and take charge of my own feelings and emotions and kind of own them and be okay with them, whatever they are. Um, I think I, I spent a lot of my 20s sort of like trying to run away from all of the more negative stuff that was going on. And actually, I don't think it necessarily really got rid of it. It just like ignored it for that part. And then it grew into, and then it would it would occasionally grow into a much bigger monster um, <laughs> from being mm. ignored. Um, so... Yeah, I think I don't really know what I'm trying to say here, but I think I do I I do feel more myself and it's probably partly to do with sort of life experience and massively to do with uh the loss of my mum um mm. and the subsequent counseling that I went to after that and mm. uh and then partly, you know, taking all of those life experiences and sharing them <laughs> with yeah. audiences. Yeah. So yeah. sort of ingesting who I am and what I've been through and what my feelings are and then almost solidifying my belief of that by sharing it with other people and, you know, giving yes. something that other people can hopefully also relate to with themselves and sort of apply to their own lives in whatever way they take it, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing about, I guess, I, I was going to say poetry, but like there is poetry involved in songwriting. I, like it's, a, it's a thing about uh, when when the the ideas are reduced to those key ideas, you know, in the, in the lines of a song and it feels right. It just that's it. Like that's mm -hmm. what it should be. Um, when that clicks in, I think it, we're definitely in the territory of singing this to let's say six different people who have had six completely different life experiences and they'll all get their experience out of it in some yeah. way yeah like they'll all get their story in there somewhere yeah. and there's that like i think uh because as well you know life generally can be so chaotic and we can be running around chasing our tails and everything mm -hmm. that like as human beings doing something like going to a gig 
or just putting on our headphones and listening to something. But I, I'm thinking more like just sitting at a gig, for example, because you're in a, a confined space, let's say. And even if you're resisting being there, you're going to pay attention to what's going on for the next hour or whatever. Yeah. And like, I often think if there was like kind of aliens looking down at this like situation or something, they'd be like, like the people have gone to the place for the, for their um, unlocking process or yeah. their, you know, <laughs> their healing, you know, or whatever it is. Because people go there, they feel something, um, depending on like what they're going to, of course. But like generally speaking, like let's say if I was to go to your gig, I would sit there, sit there for an hour, and it would touch on things in me that I will bring with me after. Yeah, you know? totally. And w- it's just such a normal thing in our society that mm. um, it's almost taken for granted. But it, it's it's a, such a it's like a ritual that we do, yeah. and not even thinking about it, isn't it? Yeah, it's really really like cathartic process for for an audience, but also for 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 someone playing to the audience. It's like you share this. Yeah, it's kind of like a very special sort of space that you share. And um, yeah, the other thing I'd sort of like to add to that is that um, it's a lot easier to um, like encourage emotional response from people through music than it is through talking because it's, it's almost more subtle, it like subtly weaves in by having a melody and like instruments but then you still get you still get the emotion from the song but it's not like okay tell me about all the things you struggle with now and then cry <laughs> like <laughs> that might be a bit on, on the nose yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> so wow. yeah it's like it, it kind of it's like it opens up a little door i feel like that's the second time i've used the little door analogy i like it i like it yeah (laughs) a little fairy door door. (laughs) yeah it's awesome yeah yeah well i i i just um i'm absolutely uh delighted that you do this today and it's been like a massive pleasure for me and it's a pleasure to know you and i hope that we'll see each other more now after well whenever we can yeah we can maybe do the garden thing sometime sometime as well or the park thing it's it's all so we've got a balcony here we've got a balcony here you can come and hang out on the balcony very good (laughs) very good yeah outdoor balcony hang yeah (laughs) Yeah, it's been lovely. Yes. It's been lovely to do. Thanks so much for asking. It's you, lovely to chat very, to you. You're very, very welcome. Yeah. And you have been kind enough to uh, agree to play a song. Oh yes, yeah. Forgot about that. <laughs> I've got my guitar here. Though. Thanks so much. Not at all. Lovely. I'll play you one What's that um, that I wrote in the lockdown. Um, Brilliant. Brilliant. Feels yeah. relevant. Um, and I'm also recording it at the moment so fantastic um, yeah what a pleasure it's, it's um a song called if you hide and it's become it's over time become a sort of bit of a mantra for um getting yourself out there and heard and seen and stuff like that <laughs> lovely 
dip my toe, I jump right in. Some time ago, you would have done the same. And over time, the gap it widens. You want to solve the impossible. So beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much. What a, an incredible song. Thank you. Thank you for having me. 
Okay, that's it, folks. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for listening. What a beautiful song Hattie played at the end there. Can't wait to hear the studio version of that. Why can't I just appreciate the beautiful version that I just experienced live? I'm always jumping ahead. Anyway, Hattie Whitehead. Check her out on Instagram, Hattie Whitehead Music, and all the usual places where you can listen to her stuff. She's an incredible artist. Yeah, go and do it. So here we go. I want to say goodbye to you. Make sure you support this podcast on whatever platform you listen to it on. And also, why not become a patron on patreon.com slash Emmett O'Malley. Have a lovely week and I will talk to you here next Tuesday. Bye bye.